and great day to everybody and welcome to another episode of The Awakener. I woke up with an interesting moment, aha moment today and thought of doing something special by gifting you with a special episode today. You see, a lot of people have come to me who have listened to previous episodes of The Awakener and informed me that they have learned a lot from previous episodes, from the tools that I've shared in the previous episodes, for example, in overcoming disappointments, in how to actually address rudeness in the workplace, how to achieve peak performance, how to be at their highest sales potential and possibility. And I thought, why not use this session or this episode and share with you more about NLP? So I am going to share with you an interview or a chat that I had with Chief Executive Officer of the Association of NLP that's based in England. Her name is Karen Falconer, and we are going to talk more about NLP. Enjoy it. So welcome, Cherry, Cherry Africa. Congratulations. You are a finalist in the business category of the 2022 NLP Awards. So that's fantastic. Well done. I'm very lucky I get to read all the nominations and I have your nomination here. Uh, So I'd just like to read part of it to you, if I may. It says, Cherry Africa is an inspiring person who began her life's work wanting to help people become peak performers in the process enabling generative states to heal many wounded cultures and mindsets. Cherry is also a human being that understands where people are and has the magical ability to awaken the gifts in them. Reading something like that, please do, Cherry, tell us a little bit more about this and the work that you do that has led to this nomination. Karen, thank you. I've been in the NLP industry, in the transformation business in the past 10 years. My journey first began in Singapore and then in Malaysia. And then I decided to actually bring it to my home in the Philippines. So I'm now back home in the Philippines. So it was a bit challenging working with NLP around NLP because unlike in Singapore and Malaysia, NLP is actually something that is not in the mainstream in Philippine in the industry, in peak performance industry. So it was a bit of a challenge to get it here. Now, 10 years after, I think we've done a lot of work. We have overcome a lot of barriers and limiting beliefs, and we are here working with almost half a million people in teams and continue to actually do fired up work, especially in the pandemic time. So NLP has actually helped us a lot in changing perspectives, points of view, mindsets, and it's just magical, this entire journey. We work with 100% businesses and leaders and people in teams. We focused our work in culture building, in trying to grow teams so that we could actually have more people who are committed to the practice of changing organizations, leading people, making things better, taking them out of the victim mindset to a space of creation and innovation, and in the process, building results for their teams. It's been a great journey and NLP has helped us with all the tools, the mindsets, everything. It has just brought so many life-changing experiences for us too, as coaches. Absolutely. And and how wonderful that you're making an impact on so many different businesses or they are making an impact. So as I said, I've got your nomination here and um, I'll read you a couple more bits if I may. The best I've seen in her work was helping turn around a company's negative growth 
increasing business results up to 200% by beginning the deep change work to flourish the corporate mindset. Terry is a favorite to call when there is extreme conflict in leadership. And I believe it is her NLP wisdom that enables her magic touch. So, I mean, that's glowing endorsement and testimonial for the work that you're doing. So what does it mean to you to be nominated for this award? It's very humbling, Karen, to actually, I think, leading this change process for people in my country and being a beacon of light. That's what I call NLP, right? NLP to me is not just neurolinguistic programming. To me, on a very personal level, NLP is being a natural light provider, providing light when there is darkness, when there is extreme conflict, when there are communication breakdowns, when people are not understanding each other. There is actually space for NLP to try and change mindsets. It's really just wonderful being part of these transformation stories and narratives. I mean, we have had a lot of great successes in terms of driving scores in organizations. Sales, for example, one of our greatest milestones was in helping turn around negative growth in the financial industry and building $500 million performers when they were the baseline starting with 250. So that's a huge turnaround. We were called to actually help fire up an organization and bring them out of this limited mindset and impossible mindset when it comes to actually driving their ambitions and growth aspirations. I think it was from $34 million per month target. They were performing at $32 million. When we helped bring in some NLP, some generative tools kits, they were able to perform $40 million a month. So that's a huge turnaround. And it's just wonderful, Karen, how something so simple as NLP, as mind change, as resourceful emotions, how it could actually turn around a narrative from that of hopelessness, you know, exhaustion, even boredom in teams to that of excitement, innocent wonderment. I call it awe. In fact, we use the word awesome so much here because we want to fire up that level of mysticism and just oh, and that vastness, that phenomenal vastness in terms of mindset. So people will start to stalk the impossible again. It has helped so many organizations and even people in my own team, seeing how we have helped change organizations. They change their own mindsets about beliefs, limiting beliefs that have festered in a lot of our minds. It's just mind-blowing. NLP is so powerful in this way. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, you're obviously having huge results moving, moving companies from where they are to where they want to be. Uh, what one thing in your work do you think is making the difference? I think we work a lot. When you talk to businesses, Karen, they're very focused on scorecards, right? Mm -hmm. Driving results. And when we began in NLP, we were seen as Nambi, Pambi, soft, emotional, too somatic, too kinesthetic, but we know something that is not logical and rational. And it was a huge challenge to overcome this mindset of people. But we continue to work hard, 10 years in the making. To me, that's the biggest success of my organization is to just be constant and to make sure that the message continues and that we remain committed to the narrative of transformation through NLP, through mindset change, through generative and emotional and resourceful emotions that we could actually turn around results. 
one of our greatest achievements, I think, is in trying to recover the soul collective. You know, the narrative of bringing teams together. We formed a campaign called Team Building Philippines, where the goal is to build teams in the Philippines and in Asia to begin that journey together as one team to try and throw away extinguishing mindsets, limiting mindsets as a team, to work together forward, consciously together as a team. This has been part of our journey to bring teams to a mindset away from being just lone warriors to that of innocent wonderment and being in awe of the potential that they could do when they work together. We have seen a lot through so many crises. And I think to me, one of the biggest heartwarming stories that we had was through COVID. It's the great exodus. I think it's the same in other countries. In the Philippines, last year, we experienced the great exodus where so many, so many people are just leaving their companies for many reasons. And it is just so hard when leaders of companies who are also themselves lost in the process are asking and expecting growth. And so many people in teams are just raising their hands and saying, no more, no more. And we have seen this 60% attrition rate in teams. And all we did was to try and introduce the narrative of hope so that they could recover from that valley of despair and valley of fear all of this festering bad juju that we call bad energy to try and recover, right? And build their momentum around unity, around teamwork, around engagement, and to try and let them see hope. We were able to actually bring the narrative of hope in teams, which to me was really very heartwarming. Hope is not a plan, but hope begins the plan. And through that narrative, we were able to help companies recover so many, even individuals who were in the brink of depression, who were in a highly depressive state, we were able to coach them, to bring them out of that stuckiness, to try and let them see that there is actually a better story, that as a team, you could actually recover together. What we have done is to help recover lost context, that face-to-face somatic connection to try and tell teams physical distancing is not emotional distancing, to try and build back connection again, to recover lost content, all of those, that the message of resourcefulness, generation, creating innovation, all of these things. The COVID, this pandemic presents a wonderful time to actually just recover all of this and to try and just build this soul collective and Even with COVID, we were still struck by so many natural calamities, Karen, in the Philippines, earthquakes, typhoons, so many. And just last December, we were hit by a strong cyclone, a strong typhoon. And one of our partners were saying, Cherry, you helped build an NLP narrative and change narrative in my team. And we continue to be challenged by so many calamities, but we're okay. We're okay. And then he asked me that, can you make us even more okay because we're going through something? And I was very touched by that. And that's when I told him, you have made me even more okay in this discussion because sometimes the teacher learns so much from the student. Our partners in the industry teach us a lot about humility, generosity, compassion, leadership, all of these things which feed and nurture our vision so that we could actually help more. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. So where would you like to see NLP and particularly in your work in the future? We are pilgrims in our journey. I've always seen my work with my team and the people around me 
who surround me as our hero's journey. It's never complete until our death. And so we want to just make sure we complete our hero's journey. And when it's completed, that we actually restart with another hero's journey. I see us helping more people in my country. And I see our work being a source of best practice and models of excellence to other parts of Asia. Already through the pandemic, because of the collective effort that we did, we have actually attracted a lot of interest from many parts of Asia, in India, even as far as, you know, in Europe, in Greece, we have connected with our NLP community and we have organized conferences in Asia. One of the biggest conferences that we organize, we call it the Awesome People Conference, where we try to reinstall the belief that success is biology. You don't need to be an extrovert. You, need, you don't need to have a compelling personality to succeed. All you need is to just keep trying feed your body with resourceful emotions. It's all biology and it's all in us and everybody can succeed. So we want to be able to try and enlarge the space for positivity. A lot of people are telling me, and I guess this is one of the challenges that we face as NLP practitioners, is toxic positivity. If you're, you're too positive, it's already too toxic to the spirit. And I will always tell them there is no such thing as positivity that's toxic, the only thing that's toxic is a lot of negativity. And what we want to do and as part of our advocacy is to help leaders become more proficient in positive languaging. So that just through communication, when you're able to deconstruct your communication, you're able to build bridges, you're able to respect other people's maps, you're able to try and enlarge the collective space and you take care of the processes that will actually enable more problems, sorry, more solutions yeah. to flourish instead of problems. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Cherry. So uh, once again, as I said, you're, um, you're a finalist in the business category of the um, NLP Awards this year. So thank you. Uh, it's lovely to hear more about your work and the impact that you're having on so many people, so many businesses in the Philippines. So thank you so much, Cherry. Karen, thank you so much. It's just a privilege to, and a blessing uh, to be nominated. Thank you so much for your time and for this chance. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the great teacher herself, a lover of people, Karen Falconer. And if you are interested more in NLP, there is a virtual NLP International Conference that's happening this weekend, May 19 to May 22. So if you are interested, go to the website of the Association of NLP or you could write to me at cherry at worldstageinternational.com.ph. And remember, my friends, in order for change to happen, the sleeper must awaken. So. In order for you to have more positive things in your life, always, always remember to stay awake. I will see you in the next episode of The Awakener. Enjoy your weekend.